So let me get this straight. You wreck a pretty pristine CUDA, right? And then, uh, no, let me, let me go back. You wrecked a pretty pristine CUDA that your father bought you. Then, instead of buying you a new car, in order to teach you a lesson about responsibility, he buys you a fucking fish. It's not, I wouldn't say fish. All right, that's a, stick your hand in there. What is that, a gar? You... Nobody knows what a gar is. <laughs> no, it's a barracuda. A gar looks like a barracuda, so people know what a gar is. Yeah, one's people know blue, gar. one's brown. No, it's a one's long, stupid looking fucking saltwater. fish. What do you mean it's not a fish? It's not an insult to call it a fish. It's not like a, it's not a mammal. It's a killing machine. That fish's teeth are too big. Kron, stick your finger in there. No, I'm not sticking my finger in there, dude. I, t- I was tapping. I was tapping a shitload on the glass earlier. Don't do that. Fucking, he knows who I am now. They, Kron, you're right. There are diminishing returns on like the intensity of your teeth, mm-hmm. right? Like if they're too big, you look stupid. And I'm not afraid yeah. of you because you look stupid. It was yeah, like that this, one girl Kron dated. Hey, you keep her name out of your mouth. That <laughs> she had too many teeth in her mouth. That's like that much. Mm-hmm. You should have. You should see her go at a cob of corn, though. That's what turns you on, man. That's what turns you on. I mean, you should see this guy go at some corn. I've been throwing all kinds of shit in there. Yeah, we should get some corn and chuck it in there later. I kind of I, I, I would love to see him eat corn, because I bet he doesn't eat it the right way. Well, yeah, he's a, he's he, a fucking fish. He goes, he goes end forward. Yeah. <laughs> he just eats the whole fucking thing. I'm sorry, that's exactly how she ate it too, but it was mesmerizing. He puts, I bet he swallows it and then he pushes it out with his tongue and then he scrapes the kernels into his mouth. You know how people like debone a a, a chicken wing? What was her name? Teethy Tina, is that what we called her bones? Hey, I said not to say her name, dude. She's listening. She listens to the show. (laughs) Let's bleep that one out. of one of twelve people then, huh? <laughs> Thanks for cool. the listens, Teethy Tina. Okay, What's so it? but what are we gonna do with this? Like, I, a video store with an aquarium seems fucking weird. We had a Why? fucking moat. What? We got What's, a Sibian. For, okay, are you putting him in the moat? Uh, I think canonically we filled that moat in a while ago. We did. Okay, so this is just a it, it, the leak is back then. Is what you're saying? There's always, there's well, yeah, always. That's just what I'm a saying. I just, I always thought that here. this was the moat, but okay, we got to get. You know what? I'm, I'm not making that call. Who cares? Yeah, it's cool. We're gonna extend the aquarium and go around the store so he can, you know, we got well, like a, a whole section of killer pro? fish. Yeah, people fucking people love going to fucking Bass Pro and fucking Bucky's, dude. Like, yeah. Wait, I his, put a fucking beaver in there. What's this little guy's name? Cuda. Duh. Right. It's to the point. You put a beaver in there, it's going to be a real battle of the big teeth. Yeah, we made that joke too. 
I mean, there's plenty of beaver in the porn room. That's not... I'm talking about a real beaver, dude. Something you've never seen up close. <laughs> Give me five, Crown. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I, I didn't grow up with, with parents that fucking took me to national parks and shit, dude. I've never seen a, a fucking beaver in real life. Real funny. Way to, way to flaunt your privilege. Your parents rule, dude. Nobody wants to fucking go see that shit. My parents disowned me because I refused to take a silver bullet. That's hurtful. Like, like course. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Yeah, my dad's with them, dude. My dad's a course man. <laughs> oh shit! And I drink all these fucking highfalutin hipster IPAs, and they said that's it. You should have just had we don't care with them, dude. They said we don't care if you're a werewolf. Drink a course, and I said no, I can't. You guys could have gone down to the creek, ripped a couple, couple silver bullets, stared at some beaver. Dude, who would have thought me getting a barracuda would open so much up of knowing about bones? This is like therapy. He's a therapeutic killing machine. Stick your crunch, stick your finger in there. All right, I'm going to do it real quick. Oh, shit. Bones, watch this. He's quick. Oh! Didn't get me, dude. I don't know. Look at your finger. Yeah. Uh, the end of it's gone. He's quick. I don't he's think you have very cooler. many fingers left, Cron. Canonically. It doesn't matter, dude. Your, your hands are fucking, fucking scabbed as shit. All right, if one, if three are gone, what's one more at this point? Okay, Dan, if we're going <laughs> to have an aquarium in the store, I kind of want to lean into like the stereotypicalness of it. Can we get... One of those little fake divers in the little, like, treasure chest that's open up. With the bubbles? Yeah, man. Yeah, that shit's cute as hell, dude. Yeah. I was thinking we send Toothy Tina through the tubes here and just, you know, now we've got another big teeth critter. <laughs> that's your girlfriend, dude. Ex-girlfriend? She bit my first two fingers off, dude. We could fill that little uh, aquarium treasure chest with smashed pennies. I got a shitload of those. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not worth jack and shit. And I'd love to stop finding them around the store. It's like a fun game. Guys, this reminds me of a movie that I watched recently. <laughs> oh, yeah? Why'd you watch it? Because we have to. This week on Five Day Rentals, Phantasm 3. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Reynolds podcast. This is normally a video store podcast where we take turns picking movies to watch together, but every once in a while, we take a break to watch other movies that aren't the main set of movies that we watch. It's another box set. 
We have previously watched Phantasm 1 and 2. It's time for the third episode. Uh, Lord of the Dead. I am your host. I'm Cron Howard. I'm joined as always by a couple guys who have spent all of last week trying to reverse engineer the razor blade frisbee. It's Bones and Laundry Dan. How are you doing? What's up, man? So the Don watched Hard Ticket to Hawaii then, huh? Probably. Same year? No, this was six or seven years after, because that was late 80s. This is 94. Mm. I think all he really is watching is Sidaris movies and... uh, Home Alone? Home Alone, and then who's the guy that... uh, Sam Raimi. I think he's watching a bunch of Sam Raimi movies. Yeah. Well, we learned in the last episode that Raimi was on set for mm-hmm. uh, Phantasm 2. So, sadly, I didn't have time to, I, well, I didn't make time to watch Phantasm 3 with commentary. That might be a reflection of my opinion of Phantasm 3. That's the whole point of owning the physical media bones. You're not doing it right. Oh, so you you get the media and then you watch literally all 50 hours of special features in one go? Yeah, you got to find the Easter eggs on the disc. And then, uh, oh, how do you do that? You just sit there and hit the directional buttons? You have to hit like a series of buttons. So you have to try like every pattern, you know, up, up, down, down. Konami, left, right, right, left, right. <laughs> you got to do all those on every disc. And that's representative of how you're going to move that disc around your house and then every subsequent move for the rest of your life. How else are you going to get a sweet fucking Aerosmith music video? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like on the Phantasm 3 disc. (laughs) YouTube. (laughs) He's never heard that Phantasm by Aerosmith. It's a fucking great song. There was a secret icon on one of the CKY DVDs and you could see uh, a lady's pubes. <laughs> Her beaver? Yeah. She's sitting around with some cold ones? You and mm-hmm. the old man watching CKY videos? <laughs> yeah, dude. We're fucking just ripping cigs, watching CKY with my dad. You seen Bam recently? Yeah, he's not doing. Oh, he's not doing so hot. Yeah. Sad. You know Who what? I I applaud him. He's going Who'd out like a real jackass. Okay, all those Who'd other Steve-O and I was clean, getting their <laughs> life together and shit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Fuck that. Yeah, one of them is brave enough to keep living. For real. That's how he feels every day. He's like, let's fucking have some fun. And they're like, I got to be in bed by seven, dude. Yeah, dude. (laughs) This week on my podcast, I got Joe Rogan, Hulk Hogan, and uh, uh, Johnny Knoxville. Damn, that's a good week. Yeah. Who do we got? We just got us. Yeah, the worst week every people should, week. Yeah, people should be turning into Steve-O's podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Hogan and Ro- Hogan and Rogan would be a good tag team. Nah, I think Rogan would get mad at Hogan. I don't know. I think they're they probably line up politically, right? They couldn't figure out like what their kick would gonna be. Like, is it a leg drop or is it like a hardcore? Because Rogan still loves to show off his kicks. Yeah, I don't think that tag team would last too long. Okay, a lot of the good ones burn out, dude. Yeah, that's why we're going to end the show soon. I mean, the rock and the sock, they're they're fucking done. (laughs) That's the one you picked out? Oh! Who are the guys with the spikes? The Legion of Doom. Oh, yeah, they're pretty cool. Oh, what a rush. I feel like the Dudley boys probably aren't even brothers anymore. I don't, does he not know that they're not really brothers? He's colorblind. Oh, shit. That's right. Uh, guys, Phantasm 3. <laughs> so say, I started the question when Spike came in. I was like, that wimp is not. That that yeah. whole Hogan yeah, Rogan buff is the other two leg thing didn't really work as much as like it worked in my head. I figured you were gonna say Rogan wanted to do like leg sweeps and Hogan wanted to do like leg drops. Yeah, I feel like that'd be that would work well together. You have one, oh, guy sweep one sweeps and, guy and one. Yeah, maybe Hogan Rogan. You just have to get them to see eye to eye. It's a great. But in order to do that, Hogan would have to get on his knees. And it would be a good, like, breakup, like, WrestleMania fight between those two. So Musk let Rogan shoot a Cybertruck with an arrow. Do you think he asked him to kick it, like, Street Fighter style? Probably. Did you see the where it got stuck getting a Christmas tree and it had to be pulled out by, like, a F-150? Hell yeah. <laughs> I left. Built for tough, dude. Who the Probably. fuck is buying that? The Cybertruck? Tr- yes. Cyberpunk. Who looks at that and is like, gotta have it. <laughs> Bones, he's on the waiting list, aren't you? Fuck no. Now, I would I would love an F-150 Lightning. But I don't have the infrastructure to be able to. I think we've talked about this on the show. I can't yeah, have a, the layout of your house I can't, is insane. I can't have a plan. Yeah, there's... I, no way. Kind of like the storyline of this Phantasm 3 Lord of the Dead movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's easily six hours of plot jammed into this thing. <laughs> Where did we leave off, Kron? On the... What do you mean? On the episode of Phantasm 3? I think I said the title. No, I, I mean, like, the story so far. What's going on in... in phantasm land oh yeah uh well you had uh you know the end of phantasm one they they stopped that portal from opening or some such shit uh they roll the cuda what happens at the end of two? Oh, at two they leave reg on the side of the road And the tall man once again reveals that he's been a woman the whole time. 
then he drives off, off with with Mike and his girlfriend in their hearse. Yeah. So two basically says that all the entirety of one was in Mike's head, including the fact that in Phantasm One, it's revealed that that is all in Mike's head. Phantasm Three opens in a way to sort of it almost negates the latter portion of that. Uh-huh. Right? Because Phantasm 3 makes it seem like Reggie did save Mike from the house explosion, even though we know the house explosion that we see in the flashback is fake. Mike isn't at that. Like, they're pulling up to that house when it really explodes, when Celeste and family go boom. Here she makes she a great it. turkey. So Sweet there's turkey, some, dude. Yeah, there's some interesting uh, retconning. I think it's just a lot three. of like, I mean, at this point, it reminds me of Lost, right? Where it's just kind of like things don't line up, nothing gets explained. Well, he's got just reason for the balls this this time around. I'm totally cool with that. I'm cool with the reveal of what the balls are. So, yeah, I guess. What do, you it, think of, what do you think of these balls? Do you suck balls? Well, these balls are smooth as eggs. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if you were to map it out like Nolan style, Phantasm One, Phantasm Two, Phantasm Three. All it's doing is taking slices of one and the first portion of two. Mm-hmm. Well, and the end of two. Okay, yeah, I guess. This, this is what I told myself I was not going to do with this series <laughs> until the very end. I mean, that's uh, what every... I guess it's weird because Don Coscarelli made all these. So to go back and be like, well, at least he made the first four. To go back and be like, okay, none of that shit in two really happened. It's like, I get why Halloween does it, you know, because yeah. they, they got a different guy directing four, five, six, seven, eight. Like, so that guy will come in and be like, I only want to do one and two, you know, like, that's it. But yeah, to kind of like go back and be like, my second movie is not important, so <laughs> don't worry about that one. And I, I, maybe I'm being a little, little too harsh on it. Like he's still saying that the adventure still happened, but all of that set up at the beginning of two, which sort of rattles your brain. Which the only way I can put it is like, it's it's dream within a dream. And then to repeat so much, I think, is a big... I started to notice it in this one. I read that he didn't have... He he got done with this, and he was like, I have no idea what's going to happen with four at all. And I was like, you had an idea of what was happening here? Yeah.
Should we just get into it? Sure. If you can. All right, guys. This is Phantasm Three. I got you. Lord of the Dead from 1994. Directed once again by Don Coscarelli. We open up on the tall man. He's sitting in a chair, staring at one of his metal balls. We then get a series of flashbacks to movies one and two. That's why you should always feel for lumps, boys. They should have done some early 90s PSAs with the tall man. Uh, You could make great testicular cancer like ads with Phantasm. Mm -hmm. How long did he live, Angus Scrim? Didn't he just die like last year? Or the year before? Man, that's crazy. I mean, he looks old and one. We're, we're the podcast. We're asking these fucking questions. Yeah. We ask the questions, and then we expect answers three weeks later. <laughs> yeah. And then we won't remember what they're What for. the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> but we appreciate it. If someone, yeah, will, I, someone will type, Angus Scrim lived to 81. And I I'll know, be like, okay, who gives a shit? I know it was shocking because when I watched two with commentary, it I was baffled that Angus was there. I was like, uh, surely he was dead. 2016. Okay. That's fucking crazy. Like Kron said. Hey. Wild. Born in Kansas City. Kansas. Yeah. Well, you should go piss on his grave, Dan. <laughs> I don't know where he was. He might have been buried in California. All right, we start getting these flashbacks. The tall man didn't take Jody. He died in a car accident. I don't know how many times the series needs to tell us this and show this scene to us. Uh, but he didn't get taken by the tall man. We see boy, we see the escape from the house that explodes, we see the Cuda flip over and get totaled, uh, we see the tall man get pumped up full of formaldehyde, and then we see him emerge from the portal again. All right, that brings us up to the start of part three. And I get why you have to do it, right, in this franchise. it's There's huge gaps between your releases. If it was more cohesive, maybe, but like you were saying, I mean, they, I guess everything you need to know for the story of part three, they just showed you in those flashbacks. Yeah. But it does negate a lot of the stuff that happens in those other movies. And it makes it difficult when you are choosing to open this one and like a back to, back to the future sort of, you know, where you're ending it, you're beginning on the ending of the previous one. Because they do a pretty good job of implementing old Mike back mm-hmm. into the story, into that, like the way that they reshoot that, her scene or whatever. But you wanting to open on that and carry forward, it'd be different if this movie came out a year after two. But having that big gap, makes it a little confusing. And like you said, you could have maybe, I don't know. It, that could have been like a flashback that happened at like the five minute mark mm-hmm. to sort of explain what happened. So you open on kind of like the ending of that crash. You get that cool, this cool little scene with Reggie 
fighting the lurkers off. Title card. Then Mike explaining to the audience what the fuck happened a little bit more cohesively and getting you going. Yeah, but then Mike should have also been like, oh, I used to look different, but now I've <laughs> grown and changed as that, a human. That's an excellent point, too, is like, well, we can't show much of that because it yeah. is a different actor. I guess you could have tried to squeeze him in. All right, we pick up on movie three. Mike's girlfriend is dead by the car, so she's done. No more of her. Kind of a cop-out, I think, to, I don't know, it just seems like she's not available, your, I guess. You said that was your least favorite part of two, Karan, was her. Yeah, but then just to start three with like, oop, she's dead. It's like, all right, if we can just, cast someone else to play Mike willy-nilly. You can't find another you know, medium-sized blonde lady. I don't even remember her name. Yeah, me neither. I wrote Mike's girlfriend in my notes. <laughs> uh, Reggie runs over to Mike. He somehow survived this accident. I mean, the we see the car explode. Uh, but I guess Mike... Liz. Is just, that's right. I guess Mike is just like thrown from the accident uninjured, basically. Doesn't have a scratch on him, but he is knocked out. Reggie also finds his four-barrel shotgun just laying on the ground. This is like how a video game would start when you're in, you know, like this is sequel three of a franchise and they need you to have your weapon back. But it's also doing that thing where the, the player is limping. So you're not moving as fast as you want to be moving. Oh man, I started at Red Bar. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. Better find an herb to heal myself with. We've done this joke 18 times. Okay, well I started playing Separate Ways Day and it's fucking relevant again. I started GTA 5. For the first time? Nah. Third, maybe? I don't know. And you've, you've not finished it ever, right? Nah, I finished it. Oh, okay. Just going through again. Did you, what's your, did you kill what's any your, of them? No, not yet. What's your vehicle of choice? You a car guy, a motorcycle I'm only, guy? I'm only like an hour in. Okay. Uh, you've not been in a vehicle the whole time? You're well, on I got, foot? I got, what's his name's car? I'm right saving now. up to buy a car. I stole a Hummer and put it in there in my garage. Franklin, is that, that's his name, right? Oh, yeah, you repoed Mike's kid's Hummer? Yeah. Okay, but you haven't done the, did you do the sailboat? Not yet. Freeway I chase? Haven't, I haven't joined him yet. Okay. I haven't got, I can't remember. Because you switch back to him, I think. I don't fucking remember. And you, like, stop at every red light, right? You, yeah, you obey traffic laws. You don't want to be pulled over. Yeah, I'm clean. No damage to the car. That's it. But you're you you're terrible at um, interacting with Chop Chop, right? Is it Chop Chop or just Chop? Chop. I don't even use my phone. Chop, chop. 
like a fucking great aunt who can't remember the name of your dog. It's Chop Chopper. Chop. All right, guys. Uh, Baldur's Gate three, you can throw a ball and the 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 dog that you save, and then the little owl bell, uh, owl bear, pup. Like they'll play together and they'll go fetch it and they'll bring it back. And then if you do that, the dog will bring you random loot items. And if you drink a potion of animal speaking, when you interact with the dog, he'll talk to you. Like, I found this. It reminded me of you. I thought you might want it. And then you'd take it. It'd be like some fucking random boots. How long does the potion last? I think until I want to a lo- Until a long rest. I think I was interested in this game until right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, Reggie finds his shotgun. He picks it Wait, up. That was in GTA 5? I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You can talk to Chop Chop. <laughs> uh, there's a lurker approaching, and Reggie quickly takes it out. Several more lurkers appear up in the trees, I guess. Reggie blasts all three with a shotgun. Cool uh, shot. Yeah. Cool shot. And Kron, that's a double double barrel shotgun. Not a I shotgun. Feel, I feel like for the shot he makes, the barrel should have been fanned out way more. So he needed or, another or, double barrel or shotgun? They, yeah, yeah or they should have like fallen closer. Eight. Yeah. I get you. Uh, he picks up Mike, but there's lurkers everywhere at this point. I'm still so, on board at this point. Yeah, me too. I don't, I don't mind the shot. I'll tell, the tall. I can tell you when I drop out. <laughs> okay. Please do. Okay. Suddenly the tall man appears. I just thought that like, was a different way of saying, like, I'm still in at this point. Yeah. Too, as well. I was just I was just adding on what you guys were saying. I was agreeing. Yeah. I think we can all uh, feel free to say where we got disappointed with Phantasm Three. <laughs> okay. It does feel like it jumps the shark in some like this is, you know, one and two are are better movies. I think. Jumps the lurkers. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be that hard. They're so small. Yeah, they're pretty small. You could probably get a running start and jump yeah. over one of those guys, Dan. Uh, you guys are all about them putting each other on each other's well, shoulders. And I got a wizard in my party, so he can cast Enhanced Leap. Is that for enhanced, real? Enhanced Leap. Yeah, he can. you can cast that on it, and that triples your party's. Kron, can, do you want us to tell when we're out of the podcast as well no we do we've been there because i'm they i'm almost out. we all agree we're we want to stop <laughs> we're just going through the motions baby quit accepting the zoom invites and i'll get the hint all right suddenly the tall man appears uh looks like it's over but reggie pulls a hand grenade out of his pocket and this is where I'm out. <laughs> no. What? He pulls <laughs> He pulls the pin. He says, eight seconds to hell. The tall man says, I don't want him in pieces. 
Reggie says, that's the only way you're going to get them. Tallman says, then I'll wait. Him and the lurkers, they just get up and leave. So Cut just over. keep the hand grenade with oh, you the whole time. Yeah, Mike should just have one on a fucking necklace. Suicide yeah, vest. He should have a vest of them. <laughs> oh. What was that uh, 30 minutes or less? Like that story of that pizza driver who had that bomb around his neck? Yeah. Was Christian that. Stewart? That was no. American Ultra. Uh, yeah. It's the guy from uh, Danny McBride. Network. Yeah, I always want to call him uh, Zuckerberg, Jesse Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. That's like a real story, right? Yeah, it was kind of, I felt bad after when I watched the movie. I don't even know if I, f- I know I started it. I don't know if I finished it. It's not that good. Yeah. And it was a real bomb. Yeah, I think the guy really died. Yeah, I think he blew, I think he blew up. Yeah. Oh, I might have seen the dateline on that thing. That's fucking weird. All right, we cut over to the tall man. He's again sitting in a chair holding a sphere. Uh, but this sphere opens up, and inside is a tiny little brain. What? Here's where I was out. <laughs> Now, I didn't piece together until my second watch. Is that Liz's brain? I don't know. I just, I don't know what I thought. Because they take her body, right? Or her head? A lurker eats her face, so. Yeah, but so is he pulling the brains out of the bodies before he throws them through that portal? Yeah, that's what we learn later, right? When the Jody Ball is is talking to Mike in the little weird meditation. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, which is that why he and Liz could speak telepathically? Spoiler alert. Hmm. They established that in two. No, yeah, that they can speak telepathically, but is this explaining why? Because she was a... She was a, a a brain and a ball and a head. Yeah, but wouldn't she have become that after the events of two? She wouldn't be there yet. Well, I thought that this was implying that Mike had been a brain and a ball in his head the whole time. See, they show that at the... They, they get there, but I don't yeah. know if that... I don't know if that works for Liz or if she becomes a ball after she dies. I don't know. The way he's like holding it on my second watch, I was like, oh, is that Liz's head? And then I thought, okay, shit, maybe that's why they had a connection. And because it's not like they reveal the process on Mike at any point. It's not like it's implied to us that he had that operation while he was kidnapped. And then this explains why the tall man's after him the whole time. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we get to Mike in a hospital. Maybe they keep just showing up, though. What do you mean? Like they keep tracking like, him down? 
Yeah, they just keep tracking him down. Yeah, but it seems like he's like primo ball or so. he's like ball alpha or something. To <laughs> That's why the tall man wants him so bad. I yeah. didn't see LeBron James in this movie. What are you talking about? So, yeah, like, is he a, is he a ball who lost his way? Like, he doesn't, because he doesn't even know he's a ball. Yeah, he doesn't conform the to the tall man's wishes. But he's still, he's having the visions, and he's he's been preternaturally, like, driven to, to seek out the, the tall man. I think mm-hmm. the tall man's like, ah, I've lost my balls instead of marbles. I think everyone on this was like, well, the, I mean, the checks aren't bouncing, so I guess we'll keep making this thing. Neither are these balls. All right, we cut to Mike in a hospital bed. Seems like he's having a nightmare. Nurse comes over and tells Mike, go towards the light. We see no. inside. You never go towards the light, listener. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. Mm-hmm. I'm going first chance I get, Dan. <laughs> you guys are both going to end up in heaven, you idiots. I fucking stubbed my toe too hard. I'm going to the light, dude. Because <laughs> the light means that the pain's over. You got through the hard part, right? You bled no out. Taxes. Yeah. yeah. You finally choked yourself out. Whatever. You're done. Hard <laughs> part's over. In your closet with your dick in your hand? <laughs> yeah. That's the only way to go, Kron. I mean, think of a better way. Yeah. You're not being bothered. Yeah, people think you're a perv and not that you were depressed. <laughs> it's way more socially acceptable to be a perv now. Mm-hmm. Excellent point. Because mm-hmm. there's no reason to be depressed, right? You just work out four <laughs> or five times a day. You eat a full carnivore diet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just eat a right. raw heart. Mm-hmm. Did he have like a wife or anything? Who? Car- David Carradine? He probably was took he many just... lovers. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy that doesn't marry, Dan. I just want to like the family. They're like, well, here's how we, he went peaceful, but here's how we found him. Maybe he just died and they were like, we fucking hate this guy. So they set this up to like embarrass him. Pick him up. <laughs> Pull his pants down. Next week, Bones will explain when uh, Robert F. Kennedy's coming back. I agree with Bones. I think it's a cool way to go. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about it's a setup. <laughs> no. It must feel amazing, right? Yeah. It's got to be the best orgasm you ever get if he went that far to die yeah well i think he went that to far dead. to come well, dan and like well, I mean, <laughs> accidentally i'm sure he didn't want that outcome i mean he wanted the outcome but not that outcome rest in peace david Carradine. i bet he Fucking blew a hole through the wall with that fucking. I don't think he got that nut off, bro. No, he did. I think he, he did. You I take think, it back, dude. I think he, he did. did get the nut, and it was so good that's like his legs gave out and he fell <laughs> off the stool. All right, I'll give him the nut. I'll give him the nut. Okay. 
give give the man that. He give him his dignity. Give him his dignity. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain, you fucking pussy. All right, we see in Mike's head. He sees Jody, and Jody is basically just like, don't go to the light. Go back the way you came. Yeah, good on Jody. Uh, Mike wakes up. The nurse has gone completely ghoul mode on him. She's trying to get Mike. Uh, he stabs her in the neck with a long needle. Just then Reggie walks in. He, he gets a mouthful of yellow That's goo. his IV needle. He pulls that shit out of his arm. That was insane. That was like a six-inch fucking forearm IV needle. That was crazy. I've pulled, I've pulled out IV needles, dude. I'm on an IV right now. Okay. My point being, why does the needle need to be six inches long? If it's 94, dude. So he could stab it. Get up in the vein. Okay. He seen how he stabbed that. What's her name in the chat? It had to be long. Get through the breastplate. Mm -hmm. What was her name, Gwyneth Paltrow? That was Uma Thurman. Yeah, You're talking about thing. Mia Wallace. Thank you, Dan. I know you're setting me up to just answer all these trivia questions. <laughs> Things that you know I can't answer. Yeah, it got back to me um, that both of you fucking failed the 5DR name. So, I yes. mean, Kron much less than, than me. No, I failed harder. You made it to the finals. Yeah, so I nutted and then fell off the stool. Yeah, and I, I pre-nutted before you, we started. You so. nutted before you even got I, set up. I wasn't even. Yeah. I, didn't I nutted in the lady. closet and then fell off the stool. Pizza, the guy who won, he he got full nut and got, you know, got his consciousness back. Enough to get off the belt. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's always the goal. Enough to answer the door. Enough to send a text. <laughs> All right, this lady collapses to the that's ground. Part of silver. That's part of the, the vibe is like you send a text saying, come over in 10 minutes, and then you try to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. That's probably who found them. Like, All right, you re- Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should always leave your phone like just a, a foot length away from your body <laughs> so you can tap it if things go south. So lady collapses to the ground. A silver ball shoots out of her head. It flies right in front of Mike, but a little eyeball comes out of it, and we see uh, this thing sees everything that's going on. It flies away. Mike and Reggie leave. Kind of a kind of a pull from Big Trouble in Little China, you know? Yeah. Reggie looked pretty dapper in his little blue blazer and shit. Mm-hmm. Look like a early '90s bail bondsman. <laughs> sure. How does that business work? No fucking idea. I got in trouble. You're gonna you're gonna front the money so I can be free. And then if I don't show up, you tell the cops to go get me. Yeah. No, you gotta go get the guy, right? Yeah. yeah. 
And then you Isn't get that, to keep. Well, I, I guess you hire a bounty hunter at that point. No, you're. It goes up that you didn't pay back, and they put out a fucking warrant for you, right? Or you and the, and a warrant is what prompts the bounty hunter to come after you. What does the bail bondsman get though? It's like if your bail is a hundred dollars, you got to pay the the that guy a hundred and thirty. Is that how it works? We don't live in a world where we have bounty hunters, guys. What are you talking about? A uh, dog is it's out there. The sheriff. Dude. Dog is out there. I came across some of his Instagrams the other day. <sighs> Looking he, rough. Yeah. And super right. into Jesus. But is that how it works? Like, if your bail is a hundred, you got to pay the bondsman a hundred and thirty. Like, he's got to get yeah, more. Than right. the, yes, I think. I think that's the core of it. And then there's something about whether or not you don't show up. Yeah, but if you, I mean, it only gets you out of prison for like a short amount of time. If you're found guilty, how's he going to collect that that money? I don't know. I'm not a criminal, so I've never had to dick around with this infrastructure. I can't do the time, so I don't do the crime. crime. But also, I think if you're found innocent, you get your bond back, your Right? Don't you get all that back, and then maybe that goes to the dude? Yeah, but you still on owe top another, of the interest. You still owe him another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got to pay what you would have paid. So he's making that in. Yeah, but I, I guess just if you are found guilty, then you're like, well, I'm not gonna fucking pay you. I'm in prison. I don't get any money. The most common way to post bail. A bell bond involves a bell bondsman who agrees to pay the full bell amount if the defendant fails to appear in court. The defendant or the cosigner pays a fee to the bondsman, typically a percentage of the bail amount. California law caps the fee at 10%. In Missouri, the defendant is the most, in most instance, instances, entitled to be released upon payment of a 10% cash fee paid to the county clerk as the bond. This money, unlike money paid to a bondsman, is then refunded to the defendant at the conclusion of the case. At the conclusion, regardless of the verdict. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. All right, guys. As Did, they're wait, driving uh, we, we will figure this. This will be a month-long arc where we try to figure this fucking mm-hmm. out. Sorry. As they're driving away, Mike sees Jody, but it's just a mirage. Uh, Red says, hey, man, he's been dead for 10 years. He didn't see Jody. How many fucking times do I have to tell you this shit? Remember the fireplace? Yeah, but also remember when, like, I told you that your house was going to explode and I saved you from dying, and the whole premise of two was based on my visions were true, so. Mm-hmm. Well, what's two? I've slept. Yeah. Act like you've been here before, Reggie. <laughs> the guys get home. Reg is packing some gear, but they walk into the living room, and wouldn't you know it, 
Jody's just sitting in there. What? Mike goes for a hug, but Jody says no. I don't have enough energy to be here for very long. I think he well, says... Well, then get the fuck out. And he says juice, I think. I don't have enough juice, <laughs> which is perfect writing. Well, he had some time in the closet mm-hmm. before they got there. Yeah, I'm out. Do not have enough juice for physical contact right now, my babe. Do you think once he gets to physical form, he's like, <laughs> fucking crank off? Wouldn't you? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> You've just been a brain in a ball, dude. That's what I'm saying. I, I know. I, I'm agreeing with you. That's why your juice is so low yeah. all the time. All right. All the windows in the house explode. The fucking Jody pressure turns... in this ball is too much. Oh, come on. You couldn't give me a few more inches? It's still his body, dude. Well, I <laughs> no. mean, yeah, but it, it's like a... It's not real. Uh, it's a projection. That's not what I had. Yeah. That's every, not what I had. Every time you come back, I, you're like, why isn't my dick bigger? I had more hair and more dick. <laughs> this is fucking cruel. Jody turns into a silver ball. He starts to float away. Uh, the little silver ball says, hey, I'm still Jody. Um, and he warns Mike, the tall man is here now. Suddenly, the tall man walks in. He says, it's time now, boy. Would you Jody guys ball. sign up for this? Like, if you died and you could just be a ball that just hangs out? No. Like just let, family just let me die. Yeah. These fucking Quran just... No, I don't want to yeah, be... Yeah, Quran? I don't want to be here now. <laughs> I don't want to stick around after. Dan, all of my problems come from my head. Come from my my thoughts. You're right, and, and I get relief by ha- by physical interaction. If I'm eternally just thinking, fucking torture. Yeah, but you got the spikes. That's what the Metallica drill. song's about, bro. <laughs> I got three tickets for Chicago. I hope you got a couple friends in Chicago, dude. I'm taking the train. Is there a train from where you are to Chicago? Yeah. You can drive to my house and then take the train. Yeah. It's one night, Cron. Why wouldn't you just do both shows? You already saw both shows. Because Five Finger Death Punch is going to be at the other show. Are they doing like a whole new thing? No, it's the same openers and shit too. Why did you say it's opening night, Dan? They're on. They're currently on tour. No, they're he, not. He said first night. It's first night. Opening night is first night, Kron. First night in Chicago on their worldwide tour. Yes. Isn't this, isn't this date number like ninety on the fucking thing? No, they wouldn't do that many shows. So the Jody ball gets blasted. I saw Boris and Melvin's in Nashville, and that was like night 30. I wouldn't say that was premiere night in Nashville. It was for you, you idiot. (laughs) Right, but they've been on tour for like two months. So? All right. You weren't following the band, were you? We're going to fucking get a 
bail bondsman to figure this one out. I <laughs> can't figure out the bail bonds. All right, suddenly the tall man walks in. He says, it's time now, boy. Uh... Jody Ball flies at the tall man who just turn he turns it into like a hunk of metal, so it's not a sentient ball anymore. Tall man takes control of Mike and he leads him through a portal. Reggie wakes up the next morning, he picks up the Jody Ball, and it says the word Holtzville. Reggie hops in the CUDA, he takes off for Holtzville. Along the way, some old guy says, you don't want to go that way. There's a toxic spill. Town's gone. Did sure we enough, have this in America? Toxic spills? Yeah. Is there any town that I'm not supposed to drive through? Uh, uh, be the Palestine. change you want to see, Dan. Three Mile a, Island? Yeah. That's an island. I'm not driving. You're not driving to an island. You can I drive to Long Island. island. It's still connected to the I New think, York. I think it's three mile. But also, isn't uh, when that train explosion last year or this year in was it Palestine, Ohio, or some shit? It could happen. That's more likely than a fucking anthrax breakout. I love anthrax. You go into opening night on their fortieth <laughs> yeah. tour date. I hope. Hopefully we get the new album in 2024. Come on, Scott. Friend of the show. Scott Ian. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying. You never know. Sure enough, Dredge drives into an abandoned town. Population like, zero. I'm not a... Am I a friend of their show? Maybe I am. You'd have to listen to <laughs> to know that or not. How many celebrities you think have listened to this? None. But there has to be You can be a f- two. You can be I a think- friend. I think you should everybody's automatically a friend. I think that's the more positive outlook. Everybody's a friend unless you're not. I think Henry Kissinger was downloading until he <laughs> passed away. I think we're what put him over the edge. We don't want him as a friend. I hope that guy didn't get his nut. Yeah, he, he definitely didn't. He's still alive, yes. You know that, right? He put his brain in a ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he requested that he be on the f- front of a rocket. Not again, Henry. Get the fuck out of here. Stop breaking my windows. Reg starts poking around and eventually finds some lady going through an abandoned car. Uh, she ends up pulling a gun on him couple goons sneak up. They knock Reggie out. They load him up in the Cuda and take off. As they're driving, they come across a big house that they want to rob. They go inside and blast some guy that's sitting in a chair, but turns out it's just a mannequin. Front door shuts, locking everyone inside. An alarm starts sounding. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Any Anybody recognize this house? Have, has it been on the show before? No, it's a pretty famous house. Is it the Psycho House? No. Is it a Hearst Mansion? No. It's the House House. 
Huh. From House One. House. That Japanese movie? No, the American one. You know the tagline the for that is, one. is not don't come a knocking? <laughs> I, I do don't know. I don't remember what the answer was. Me neither. That was one of our trivia questions. Was it really? Suddenly this weird clown full of knives swings down. One of these robbers narrowly avoids it. They see a kid take off upstairs, but luckily one of the other goons is snuck up there and grabs him. This kid's able to break free. He tosses a tomahawk, which ends up hitting the lady robber right in the skull. Pretty good. I'm still in on this point. I, I'm, I'm, back in, this. I'm back in at this point. Are we going to talk about the big uh, dollar sign necklace that this old young guy is wearing? We can. Okay. This guy's like 55 years old, but dressed like a 20-year-old thug. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting choice. I think he's got like a lot of gold chains on, right? There's a lot of watches. He has a few. Yeah, he's not too. quite Mr. T territory, but. But he's getting there. He's work. A man can dream. Is yeah, Mr. Th- T still alive? Yes. Yeah. It would have been on the cover at fucking New York Times, dude. If he was gone. When he dies, uh, you think somebody will say, I guess the T stands for Tombstone now. I don't want to talk about Tombstone. I'm writing that down as a tweet whenever he (laughs) finally goes. That's what's going to get you back on Twitter? Yeah, that's it. They're going to be like, he was cremated, guys. He was turned into a gold necklace. Oh, that'd be cool. Be cool as hell, dude. I'd love to wear Mr. T's ashes around my neck. So we got, we just need people here, right? This is Tim. Oh, I thought you meant to listen to the show. Yeah. 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 Well, we need that too. Not after this performance. It's been a rough hour. Uh, <laughs> All right. The remaining robbers find this kid outside, tosses a frisbee full of razor blades at him, which comes down and slits one of these guys' throats. Impossible. What? Maybe for you. He puts a pretty clean arc on that. You got to get past that. You go across the chest, maybe hit the arm. You're not getting the neck. Sounds like we got an activity for the next yeah. in-person meetup. I mean, this kid's proven to be a crack shot, so. It's a frisbee. Yeah. No one can throw a frisbee. All right, dude, a boomerang was a weapon at one point. I mean. Disc golf ain't popular for another 28 years i think my issue with the razor blade frisbee is there should at least be four or five inches on the frisbee that do not have a razor blade for the purpose yeah, how of the throw it of the initial toss uh other than that it around on your finger and then even it. more impossible to get the neck if you're doing that okay dude you it sounds like you don't know jack shit about how to work a frisbee and <laughs> 
I think it sounds like you don't know ass shit oh, about dude, frisbee. I could fucking frizz with the best of them. <laughs> All right, Karan. Watch your front doorstep. Here's what I'm saying. You want to stand a fucking football field away from me? I can turn completely to the left and arc that bad boy over to you. I'll I'll take that challenge. All right. No razor blades. No. no, put one on there. Let's put one on I'm there. Gonna just load for I'm gonna load it up with razor blades. Cron, you don't have any fingers left. It. I don't know how many times I got to keep telling you this. He's gonna spin it. I got I, toes, baby. Okay. <laughs> All right. The last robber comes after this kid with a gun, but he falls right into a pit. How mad would Nate hands be at us, Dan, if we let? Kron cut off one of his toes. Oh, to be fair, he doesn't really interact with Kron that much, so. Mm-hmm. They've never yeah, met. He, he did say he thinks Kron has the sexiest feet, though. Yeah, I don't know if he said that. Check the tapes. He said usually the funniest guys have the best feet, I think was the exact quote. That's a direct quote. Him and Tarantino. Both feel that way. You think now that's a thing where the actresses are like, well, you want me to be barefoot? And he's like, no, I don't. In a Tarantino movie? Yeah. I feel like it's just part of the territory at this point. Like, I think they want it more than he wants it. I don't know if that's true. Uh, Well... Okay, because they would probably be offended if he didn't want their feet, right? Oh, shit, that's true. Then they would go, well, what is it about my feet that he doesn't want? Yeah, why'd you take Gwyneth Paltrow's feet, not mine? It's Uma Thurman. Yeah, same thing. I think he had uh, Margot Robbie's feet in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. yeah. He's still putting foot shots in. Well, I know he is, but I feel like it's more the actress that's going to be like, look at these, look at these feet. Should I pop them up here? And he's like, I didn't put that in the script, but I guess if you want, go ahead. I think it's always 50-50. You think there's ever been a girl that's like, nope, not doing the foot? I don't think she got the part. Oh, yeah, I'm saying I wouldn't pick her either, but. Also, it's a foot. I mean, he's not asking you to, like, you know, whip your tits out for a day of shooting. Yeah, but that's a weird, like, I feel like chicks aren't as. And that's how you got uh, fired as your first director spot. Conscious right? of their yeah, breasts as they was, are. That was seen one day one, dude. Their feet, though, because you know they they want to wear sandals and and, uh, and and nice shoes and stuff, right? I feel like women are a little bit more likely to to be sensitive about their feet than they are their breasts. A sandal, you're you're a couple pieces of Velcro away from a. <laughs> feet being on film anyway. That's what I, Okay. 
We have to get through this movie. <laughs> Why? Nobody's stopping right. you. In the trunk, Reg here. Uh, Reg starts making a bunch of commotion. He asks this kid if he can free him. Kid does open the cu- the Kuda's trunk. Reg says thanks. He helps this kid dig three graves. Kid says the tall man was here, but he isn't anymore. The sun's going down. Uh, the tall man left a bunch of lurkers here, but they only come out at night. This is the first time they're referred to as lurkers, right? We learned that. I, th- I think so. In reference last week or last episode. Yeah, I think I had read like a little wiki article that called them lurkers, but I guess this is where that's from. Inside around a fire, the kid goes through his backstory. His dad was the sheriff. Uh, he was one of the first ones taken. They said that he died of a heart attack, but after the burial, no one covered up the grave. So this kid was out there watching in the cemetery, sees the tall man pull up, brought the father back to life, who ends up killing this kid's mom. Uh, and then I guess they both get taken off. As Reg and this kid are hanging out, we see a little metal ball show up. An eye comes out, takes a look at them, flies off. These guys wake up the next day and they notice that the robber's pink hearse is gone. Well, guess what? All the bodies are out of the graves, too. Reggie's really pissed about that hearse being gone. Hmm? I feel like you should be more grateful that your Cuda wasn't fucked with. Who the fuck has a pink hearse? Elvis. Nobody would go... Oh, you better watch your mouth, mama. (laughs) Nobody would go to that fucking funeral parlor. (laughs) I don't know. It seems pretty fabulous. Watch out, buddy. I know kung fu. Watch out, man. I know karate. I bought this hearse to buy mama a 60-pound turkey. Maybe it was Elvis's. Mm-hmm. They're going to F- take me to heaven on a pink Cadillac, Mama. Yeah. 50% of the time. Oh, that's Springsteen. That was a B-side, though. Are you listening you to Springsteen that? now? No. No. Put him in that Billy Joel category of I could go my the rest of my life without ever hearing them again. You've heard Billy Joel more than you've heard Bruce Springsteen. That wasn't my point. My point being, I don't need to hear either of them anymore. I have. What Springsteen songs have you heard? So, Born in the USA? Yeah. I'm going to play the Billy Joel deep cuts at your funeral bones. (laughs) I'm playing the Springsteen's. I'll be like, oh darn, oh darn. (laughs) He wanted this. I don't give a shit. I'll be fucking dead. Do whatever you want. jerked off in a closet. This is what he wanted us to play. You know what I do want you to do? I want you to set my body up and I want you to throw razor blade frisbees at it. And finally (laughs) settle the score. Finally, someone's got a cool funeral. Mm -hmm. All right, Reg decides to take this kid on the road with him. I think whatever body part you cut off, you have to keep though. Yeah, okay. That works. That's fair. It ain't going to be that little ass dick. Too small. Wow. 
pretty hurtful. Cron high, cron high five me. That's, you know, the, you know, the running bit was always, uh, you know, talking about big cocks and stuff this first time. Mm-hmm. No, nah, well, in 2024, it's you, all little dicks, okay? You drew, you we're drew not, first blood, motherfucker. We're not doing big cock anymore. Well, I am because it's attached to me. It's still 2023. I don't do big cocks. The people that I sleep with do big cock. (laughs) I like a medium. I like a mild. All right. Reg decides to... I'm not going to broach that. Reg decides (laughs) to take this kid on the road with him. You can't broach a mild, dude. Uh, I mean... Whatever. <laughs> I guess you didn't answer that question, Ron. Pretty soon he sees a house with a whole bunch of kids. Lady at this house, he, Reggie's like, hey, are all these yours? And she's like, God, no. These are all orphans. Then why the fuck are you there, lady? <laughs> Reg apparently is like, hey, what's one more at this point? Gives this lady a wad of cash and takes off. I mean, do Reg- we need this? Nah. Nah. Well, I guess you got to lose the kids somewhere, right? Like, for the rest of them, for a part of this movie. It's like five minutes. It's helpful to yeah. show that, that Reggie's trying to still be responsible, right? And that the kid is driven. And that Reggie's loaded. Yeah. Maybe he's got a shitload of money. Also, at this point in the movie, like... It seems like everything is just, like, weird and off. Like, I'm not even sure paper money matters to this lady that's running the orphanage. They probably, like, scavenge for cans of food. And, like, I I don't know how important dollar bills are in the Holtzville population zero community. Yeah, it is. She does look at it, like, maybe, like, what the fuck is I going to do with this shit? Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm, I don't know. It's quite lucky that he just happened upon a woman who had taken a bunch of children in. Yeah. You know, there's. it could have been. I almost feel like if he had stopped at a gas station and the gas station owner had like a family and he, you know, he... Instead of just paying twenty bucks for gas, the kid sees him give like two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and the premise being like, "I found this kid. Can you find him a good home?" Blah blah blah. Yeah, I guess maybe in like draft one of the script, like the kid falls asleep in the passenger seat, and Reggie just opens the door and kicks him out while he's driving. <laughs> Don was like, "Oh, that might be too." Mean. You just got to spit it out, and you'll you yeah, you'll fix it when you when you. Get on draft four, you know. <laughs> Reg continues over to the Holtzville Cemetery, grabs the quad shotgun and goes inside. Once inside, the ball does spot him. Reg goes to blast it, but he gets taken prisoner by two women. It seems to be a theme for Reggie. Being always, taken prisoner? Always getting caught, yeah. He knows he's going to get out of it. Reggie How the is, fuck does he get out at the end of this one? <laughs> Reggie is fun, but he's not a badass. 
And that's kind of what makes him badass. Right. I had that thought during this, like, why is this our lead guy? Like, (laughs) but there's some, but there's fun in it. Right. It's like Ash from evil dead. There's like a, there's a little bit more fun in, in watching that level of, of competency and relatability. Right. I get, yeah. I mean, I guess the instinct would be like, Hey, we got the original Mike back. Let's make him the driving element of this movie. But I guess Don is like, nah, I want to go with my 60 year old buddy. (laughs) We're going to stick with him. I will tell you on the second watch, how much they edit around original Mike. I don't think they had him that long. I think maybe they got him and they were like, oh, should have stuck with the other dude. I honestly think they should have stuck with the other dude. That's just me, though. All right, the ball flies forward. It gives one of these ladies the old brain and drain. The other one pulls out a pair of nunchucks and whacks the ball, but it breaks the chuck in the process. Starts to circle around. Uh, It's going to kill this other lady, but one of you know it, Tim, he steps up from behind a corner and shoots it. Everyone introduces themselves, Reg, Tim, the lady is named Rocky. Reg tells everybody, let's go. Rocky says she's got some stuff to take care of. Reggie and Tim take off uh, with Tim behind the wheel. On the subject of the brain and drain, Kron, mm-hmm. a few episodes back, you brought us uh, brain damage. And a, and a big note of of that, of our analysis, was like the repetitiveness of uh, Almer trying to like enter people's brains, right? Mm-hmm. And it's we get a dozen of those of just the actor holding the fucking dildo and screaming right and it's it's played for humor i believe you're you thought it was funny like it comes back around to you mm-hmm. as being funny to me i thought it just gets a little stale and i didn't want to be hypocritical with the ball in the F- phantasm series because the ball is a little repetitive right it flies through it hits him but they they almost always do some little tweak to make it interesting. And I will say it was satisfying to see this one. It's this first punch. You get the drain of the blood. It's crazy. You get the other reactions. And then every subsequent brain and drain is like different. There's actually the one at the end of this, I think, is maybe the coolest one so far. But Well, and I think, too, I mean, I... I don't think these are huge budget films, but I would I would guess this probably has a bigger budget than Brain Damage. So just having the blood spray out of it, I feel like does a lot visually that the Almer cannot do, you know? Yeah. I guess I'm, tr- I'm also trying to be like, uh, Dan, to your point about 2024, uh, trying to be better at expressing uh, the opinions and, and not not necessarily being as analytical and heavy, but being able to express why I feel a certain way. Because I do think on paper, somebody might go, 
well, why was this a 3.5, but this was a two, you know, and I think you're always opening yourself up for that when you're putting out three hours of content and, and rating something at the end of it. But I was just sort of conscious of it because I was like, well, they did it again. They did the exact same thing. Am I going to have to take this as a note going forward through the movie? And then they switch it up. And I was like, okay, good on them at least. All right. As they're driving along, Red says he doesn't even know which way to go anymore. So your rate, my letterbox are going to get longer in 2024. Is that what you're saying? No, shorter. Okay. 1.5. Hated it. (laughs) Fuck this shit. (laughs) Piss on this and everybody involved. 1.2. All right, Reg, we can't do point twos. We are in 2024, baby. No. This episode comes out 2024, Dan. I don't don't know fucking time it is, dude. All right. Reg says he doesn't know which way to go. What are you, Tron? Me neither. (laughs) Yeah, dude, clocks are fucking hard. Goddamn microwaves been out for... I need a new microwave. I don't know what day it is. Uh, The Jody Ball seems to be telling them which way to go. As they continue down the road, they meet back up with Rocky, who's on the side of the road, and decides to join in. I feel... I mean, Dan, you were talking about earlier, like, do we need to lose Tim? I don't know why Rocky couldn't just leave with them. We never get any backstory for, like, what she was doing. I think she she was burying Tanisha. Well, that's fine, but she could have just left with them, and it would have been the exact... We would have lost a scene of this movie. Well, I'm sure Tim and Reggie would have helped her, but yeah, I thought that was kind of weird too. On the because you know she was gonna is like oh, this chick has nunchucks. She's gonna be in this movie. Mm-hmm. I believe she's in four as well. Oh, spoiler alert! Like it didn't uh- autoplay when you woke up when you missed the last twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. A Phantasm Three, yeah. and you were like, "Oh, this isn't this is yeah, four." I've, I've got forty minutes of Phantasm Four notes at the end of this. <laughs> Did you draw a line? Or are you just no. going with the flow? I'm just going. <laughs> I, I'm going to go until one of you says that didn't happen in this movie. <laughs> Fuck. On the road, Reg fills Rocky in. They're chasing down the tall man. He kills people and ship and ships them back to their to his planet or whatever. On the map, Tim notices the next town is Bolton, and for whatever reason, he says it has the largest mausoleum in the United States. And guys, I think now's a good time to take the largest piss in the United States. It's a pee break. All right, welcome back to Phantasm 3. Uh, hit rewind, hit hit back 15 a bunch of times if you just now joining us. Reg and crew stop at a motel for the night. Reg goes in and he's like, I just want a single queen bed. Goes back outside, he tells Tim, 
Hey, you're cool sleeping in the car, right? Classic move. What I liked about this is like the hotel operator or motel operator comes out with like a gun on his hip and he's just pulling from a whiskey bottle. And all all physical signs point to him being a total asshole and he's nothing but polite. He like gives him the room for 25 bucks and then warns him about going to Bolton. Like I wouldn't go there, man. There was a fucking anthrax outbreak. There ain't shit there. Don't go there. Like, I don't know. It's kind of refreshing. You know? I feel like that could be me if I had stayed single. You 100% have motel operator vibes. Mm-hmm. And I would be constantly drinking like straight whiskey. Yeah. Well, you think you have to, right? If you're running a motel, the stakes are so low. You just got to be awake. Dan, what's your alternate... Uh, universe dream job. Oh, that's tough. Probably just like bartender at the theater. Yeah, you're going to see that. That sucks. Oh, what'd a, you say Heineken? A, a movie theater. I thought you meant like a like a real like fancy. No, it's it's the movie theater. Just working Friday, Saturday. That's it. How about you, Bones? I want to be a helicopter pilot. That's respectable. No, mm-hmm. but but I lost a bunch of people on a movie set. So now I have to uh, work for a science expedition in uh, Antarctica. Oh, are you working with a... Uh... Yep. I was trying What's to leave it name? subtle. Landis. Landis, yeah. Hmm. I like I've seen that before. It's a That's one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. I wish I would never have watched that. Well, like the actual footage? Yeah. I never watched it. Don't, don't. Fuck that. It, it fucked me up for a week. Watch Phantasm 3 a few times instead. All right, inside the room, Reg is basically kind of like, are we going to fuck or what? This chick Rocky is not into it, but eventually she says, all right, I'll do it if we do it my way. She handcuffs Reg to the bed, turns out the lights, and says good night. Is this the exchange where he asks her if she's ever tried vanilla? And she says, uh, you know, dairy products make me sick to my stomach. I think so. That's a good exchange. It's problematic, but it's good. Next morning, the crew is driving around. They see a fleet of hearses on the road. They decide to follow. They get to Bolton, but get attacked by a few of the gas mask guys. I think they are called grave diggers. Gravers, yeah. Whatever. Uh, the crew camps out for the night. Again, Reg are tries you doing, to fuck. Tron, are you okay? Do you want to do this? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> we could have ended at Phantasm 1. 
We only have two more movies, though, dude. We yeah, don't have know. 20 yeah, more that's episodes. Like 12 hours of my should, life. But should we stop after Phantasm 5? I thought we had to. That's it, right? No, I'm saying, is that is that just the end of the show? No, because we got he's already released another category. Yeah, yeah we'll, those will we'll, be done before we'll we get do to that Phantasm category. 5. We'll do my category. We'll do Phantasm Five, and then we're done. And that'll no, be a, we need that'll to... be about our three year mark. And we tried. It's okay. I got, I got at least ten. I got to get to. We should at least finish season two. <laughs> okay, well, that's three years from now. So. It'll be over before you know it. <laughs> okay. We're, so we're just gonna do the British style. Two seasons and done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but their seasons are like four episodes. That's what we should. It, it's weird over there. Yeah, but so that means that we could do this season much shorter. We don't need to do 100 episodes like the first season. It was... No. What's a double it? Dan, you're saying you had 10 movies that you wanted to cover? At least. Uh, I'll cover two of those. I'll pick up three of them. Yeah, give me, and we'll knock them out. All right. JFK Cron twice. JFK. All right, I'll do cruising. <laughs> cruising's not my pick. Yeah, we gotta do cruising. That's a cron pick. Cruising should be a buds tour commentary. Yeah, we we'll do cruising. I'm altogether. not watching cruising with you guys in the same room. I get too horny. Mm-hmm. That's the point. I'm not wearing pants to the cruise and record. <laughs> and one of you guys are going to have to watch to make sure the belt doesn't cut me off. All I'm wearing is a donkey tail. That's assuming I can pin it on you. Because <laughs> I will be blindfolded. You'll be looking on it. No, I'm hoping right. I miss. <laughs> Are you looking for my one eye? <laughs> the brown one. All right, the crew camps out for the night. Again, Reg tries to fuck Rocky. Uh, even with Tim sleeping like a foot away from them. <laughs> he's a dog, man. What do you... What, fucking, he's, he sells filthy, ice dude. cream. I don't know what to tell you. As they're sleeping, we see a metal ball appear. Reg has a vision of banging Rocky back in the motel room. Uh, but Jody's in the corner just watching everything. So he's this like, hey. this is Reggie dreaming he's boning Rocky and then J Jody infiltrates his dream. I this is so. This isn't Jody like dreaming that dreaming it for him. I don't know. Maybe. Is it Reggie dreaming that Jody? It's like, hey. <laughs> what are you doing? Reminds them of their old tour days, huh? <laughs> yeah, they've probably all. <laughs> yeah, 100%. All right. Jody says, I need you to come with me. Reg opens a door that leads out to a vast dry lake bed. All right, now we get a bunch of weird vision shit happening. Jody pulls Reg through a portal or some shit like that. 
Inside, they see the tall man. He's got Mike held as prisoner. Tells Mike, you know the way out. Use your brain. Reg runs up to investigate, and a metal ball shoots a laser to free Mike. Tall man returns and turns Jody into a metal ball again. Reg wakes up back in his sleeping bag, but Jody is there. He opens a portal, which allows Mike through, but Jody can't shut it. Tells Reg, you know what to do, you've done it before. Reg does the tuning fork thing, where he puts his hands on the portal. Uh, The tall man is trying to come through, but when Reg turns it off, uh, it severs the tall man's hand. Tim walks cool. out. It's all right. What? That thought it looked kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's just kind of like, what the fuck is even happening anymore? Are you still in at this point, Cron? I'm back out. <laughs> I got back in for the Reg being a horn dog stuff, but now we're getting all this weird stuff. I got to think with my other head. Oh. Mm -hmm. Tim walks over and notices uh, a bag is moving. He opens it up and a little demon lizard thing flies out. Eventually, Reg shoots it with the quad shotgun. Well, those are the hands, right? The hands turned into those things. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Barely watch this movie. Jesus. What was the text last night? Yep, plot all done. (laughs) Yeah, it's done. (laughs) Is it though? You notice how I didn't give any of those robbers their characters' names? (laughs) Yeah. The plot is done. You blew right through it. All right, another one of these things pops out. Reg stabs it through, uh, like, or Rocky stabs it through Reg's pants, and then Mike lights it on fire. Okay, the whole crew leaves now. Mike says, one way or another, the tall man's going to get me. You should have left me behind. Suddenly, we see a pink hearse pull up next to them. They exchange some gunfire back and forth. Reg, uh, the Reggie is over. so nonchalant about like, oh, there's a car behind us. <laughs> that This always happens to you, man. Yeah, but he knows he's going to get out of it at I this guess, point. <laughs> I mean, rather than focusing on what's happening with Mike, we should be asking why is Reggie unkillable? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Maybe, I bet in movie it, four, yeah, he's maybe, got maybe yellow goo it. shooting yeah. out of his eyes. Uh, all right. Eventually, the hearse hits a rock. It does a great flip in the air and explodes. This Incre- does look cool. Incredible. Crew has to go on foot from here. 
Uh, the Kuda's blown two tires. They decide to hold up in the big mortuary that Reg was talking about. They all agree it's the last place the tall man would look. That's the only place he hangs out. Yeah, but you're not going to expect your enemy there. On your home turf like that? This is the third movie, and that's all it's been. Yeah. That's why I hide near walls when I visit Missouri. I hear you. You don't hear me. I tell my wife it's squirrels, but I know what it is. Yeah, it's you drilled a hole. I've seen it. Well, I had to get in there. <laughs> You're putting something else through there. Hope let's there's a hot say, lady on the other side. <laughs> let's just say I got a dog and you met her. That's why whenever Dan comes home, fucking Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen is playing <laughs> through his Alexa. It took, it took him 45 minutes to come up with another Bruce Springsteen song. No, it took me 45 seconds because... You're going to edit this? <laughs> no, but there was no other... There, I was thinking about other things. You made Like the glory days? No, you made a glory hole reference, and I quickly 360 a nice callback. I haven't been sitting on a... Glory hole? Great. We are now at the point of the podcast... Where we analyze podcasting. Great. It's crazy that your glory holes are like ground level. <laughs> you can well, sit I, on them. To your point, I was going to ask Kron what the sexiest dog breed was, but. Well, Hot and, dog. and my joke originally was going to be what you hear uh, are Kron's feet tapping the inside of your drywall because he's also choking your, himself. He's like hanging up. If you ever renovate, <laughs> there's a pile of goo back there. I, I thought we had drywall, but this looks like plaster. <laughs> I think there's a leak in the house somewhere. Yep, definitely had a pipe burst. <laughs> All right, once inside, the crew finds like a a big metal tank thing. Do you, this reminds a, do you have a dry erase marker? No, that's not what he has in his hand. Don't call it out. Oh. <laughs> that was a dry erase marker. I was like, where's the... What are you writing? <laughs> On my body. John G. raped and killed my wife. <laughs> Do not trust these three you do Zoom calls with at night. <laughs> yeah, I guess we've never talked about the fourth person that's, Remember that's always here Jenkins. quietly. <laughs> I, I think Dan's point is to not trust myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I don't. That's the best Nolan, right? No. It's Tenet. Crazy, Shut the dude. fuck up. Has anybody watched Tenet for a second time? No. Because I haven't. 
No. No. Maybe we need to. Everything goes backwards. Hot as cold. Whatever. I get it. What? That's the movie. Everything's going backwards. I and then for I some reason, like, I remember. burning someone freezes you. I don't... I don't remember that shit. There's a part in there where they talk about that. I think Inception was like peak Nolan. Like where all the ideas were kind of like working the right way. I think Nolan is perfect for James Bond because it's like, let's amp it up to just an insane level. And that's what James Bond should be. I think like, yeah, let's just, so I think that would work with, with him. I think it would work with James Bond. I don't think it works with his other stuff. With his in, like with the things he makes up, they just get too big. That's why I'm it, saying Inception was like the perfect blend of a big idea, but still a movie that you can follow all the way through from start to finish. I like Memento. I think Memento is a better movie, but I feel like Inse- like if you take the idea of what is a Nolan movie. I think Inception is like the the perfect version. Bones? No comment. The, pres- the Prestige? <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. I'm a Dunkirk guy. So. I, I think I agree with Kron. Um, Inception is like the peak of storytelling meets concept. I think maybe that's what you were trying to get at, Kron. It's like there yeah. he has all these great fun concepts and then story and I wouldn't say structure cuz that's sort of his point of like reworking the structure. Inception is like the peak of being able to follow it. Like it's as mm-hmm. confusing as it can be but you still leave going okay i think i f- i understood that right more so than memento and definitely more so than like interstellar which like on the second rewatch like a second rewatch like my third or fourth time watching interstellar i was like i finally fucking understand this and it exhausted me because it should be big and awesome but I almost, and then I get self-conscious of myself as a viewer because am I just too dumb to follow this? But I don't know. I mean, his Batmans are good. I mean, there's some problems with them, whatever. But I get what you're going at, Dan, that I just fear is he able to 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 get away from his methodology, Right. My main problem with Oppenheimer is like, I don't need it to be six different timelines. It's, I mean, I get you. I think I thought about that the other day. I'm like, Oppenheimer would have been fine if you ever seen anything like 
Frost Nixon, where they're just having a conversation maybe about the trial where they're saying he's a fucking communist or whatever. Like that would be throw five million at that, put it in black and white, and I was like, that's still gonna be a good movie. But I don't I don't think Nolan I don't know. If it's shitting on Oppenheimer. If it was just that the panel and that was the thing that was in black and white, and then that popped through, and that right, you inter you intercut to those, but you went the other timeline like pretty linear. It would have been boring, but I think I would have appreciated it more. I would have been able to follow it more because when I was straightforward at the end of Oppenheimer, I was like, I fucking needed closed captions and labels for who all these people were. Because I couldn't keep up with who they were. They were mentioning them in these in these trials and shit, and then you wouldn't see the guy for another hour. Like, I needed something that said Albert Einstein, physicist. Okay, that's Albert Einstein. Right? But actually, I think him doing a Bond thing could work out really well, though, because I feel like what he needs is someone reining him in. Like, I feel like... You know, you have to work in like a structure if you do a Bond movie. And I feel like that could help. I feel like he has too much total control at this point and shit is like getting away from him. Bond movies are producer movies. Mm -hmm. They're not visionary director movies. Those don't really work out. We got that yep. with like the the stark difference between Casino Royale, which is Martin Campbell, who is a journeyman guy, to then go to Skyfall with Mendez putting some stank on it. I know a lot of people like it, but it's so it's too outside of of what I think bond make makes Bond work and palatable. Is that the Home Alone one? Yeah. Okay. But you don't think that they're gonna bend the knee to Nolan? No, I don't I think so. I'm hoping not. Because they didn't, they... they didn't bend it for Boyle. Not, not to say Boyle's nowhere near Nolan, but that was why uh, Boyle backed know. out. No, Nolan and 007 on a poster. I mean, that's that that is that's like, a billion right but there. But you don't but, get him in by saying no to things that he wants to do. That's what he needs, though. <laughs> I agree with you. I would love just a. a I want another prestige. And no, that's that's incorrect. I want another Dark Knight. I want another Memento. Straight, straightforward. Give him a five mil budget. <laughs> See what he can do. Oh, uh, you want to straight? God damn! This is like the sixth fucking time we've talked about this. I'm cutting all mm-hmm. this out. Do it. All right, once inside the crew finds a big metal tank. Damn it. This reminds Mike of when the tall man busted in front of the ice cream truck. Kron brought up Nolan. It was his fault. It was my fault. Uh, Reg goes up to the roof. He's now I can't first cut it watch. out. Now I can't cut it out because you could cut that cut out. Cut that out. Just mute me. Yeah, you're making you're making it more difficult right now. No, just repeat Kron saying it is my fault like four times. All right, here we go. Here's a clean one for you, Bones. No, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> Once inside, the crew finds a big metal tank. 
This reminds Mike of when the tall man busted in front of the ice cream truck. <laughs> oh, jizz joke. <laughs> Reg goes up to the roof. He's taking first watch. Down below, Mike enters another vision quest. Jody shows Mike the tall man is building up some kind of corpse army to conquer the world and all of its dimensions. We cut to some time later. Reg is having another uh, sex dream about Rocky. Are there three dimensions or five dimensions? I don't know. Y'all are living those 3D lives. I'm living that 5D life. I don't know what the fifth dimension would be. I mean, fourth is time. Fifth is smell. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you don't need that one as much. Yeah, but if you could get it, then why not? Uh, some some smells you don't want to smell, man. Yeah. Yeah, but some you do. It's closely tied to taste, right? I think that I've, I've mm-hmm. heard that. Like if you lost your sense of smell, it affects your... You think there's more bad smells in the world or good smells? Bad. There's got to be more bad, right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, you just, you're just focusing on the bad ones. Did either of you lose it when you had COVID? I did the first time. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't really. No. It was the worst. That was the worst part. I was taking a shit and I was like, I don't smell my shit. And I was like, oh no. And then my mom brought over lasagna. This smells just like my shit from earlier. No, and I was eating it, and and we had separated, me and Rach, for COVID reasons. Not for personal, that's a different story. But um, she texts, and she's like, I can't taste this lasagna. And I'm like, I think I can. And as I was there, I was like, uh, yeah, I can't taste it either. It's just like in my head, I was like, oh, lasagna. I was like, yeah. It sucked. And then I think our buddy Steve lost it as well when he first got it. And he's like, Yeah, I drank an IPA, man. And it was, I said it was fucking horrible, wasn't it? He's like, Yeah. I was like, Don't worry, it gets better because I did the same shit. I was like, Oh my God. Like, this is going to be the worst thing ever if, if this doesn't get right. But yeah, I had some long effects like shampoo and shit smelled like, I don't know. Like, I could smell, like, meat. Smelled terrible. Like, it was like, ugh. Shampoo, meat. My farts smelled, like, the same. Every fart smelled the same. Well, and it's so crazy, because your favorite meal is uh, meat covered in shampoo. (laughs) With a little bit of fart sprinkled on top, yeah. Yeah. So it was really bad for you. Y'all didn't lose it? Nah, I mean, I might have got like stuffy nose, you know, like that kind of thing, but I never, my sense of smell never went away. I feel like I just, I honestly had like one really bad night where I was like waking up sweaty and just like felt like pure shit. But after that, it kind of just felt like a cold. I would have sacrificed my sense of smell in lieu of if it meant that I didn't get fucking pneumonia. (laughs) 
Yeah, mine was never, it was very mild, but. God. This last cold, or I guess there's like three of them going around. Yeah, that shit was terrible. See, this is worse than COVID. But I'm back. I'm glad to be here. It's good to be back, guys. Hey, I love you. Welcome back, dude. All right, we cut to some time later. Reg is having sex dream about Rocky. Reg looks down. There's like a figure moving through the covers. Now, at first, guys, I thought this was the tall man. I mean, we've seen him fuck Reg before at this point. The movie cannot set me up like this and not expect that twist. But it's not. It's the lady robber from earlier. Subverting your expectations, Cron. Mm-hmm. Subverting your sex expectations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought for sure the tall man was coming back to bang another one of these dudes. Suddenly we hear a gunshot. Tim and Rocky go to investigate. They run into the other two robbers. Tim fires some shots. Rocky goes to work with the nunchucks. Tim ultimately gets captured. Back down below at the vision quest, the tall man sees Mike. Jody tells him to leave. Mike falls backwards and sees the ceiling is just covered in like a thousand metal balls. Back in reality, the tall man tells Jody, uh, tells the Jody ball, what the fuck is my note here? (laughs) Back in reality, the tall man, I'm going to skip that, uh, (laughs) basically says you're back where you're started. Your journey is complete. Tallman tells Mike, you've lived in the in this flesh construct long enough. Come back home. Tallman also tells Tim he has plans for him later. Alright, Rocky fights off this lady who's going after Reg. Tim wakes up. The Jody Ball uh, grows a blade and frees him. So can they not take kids yet because there's no point in condensing them they would just be too small <laughs> they're or, already at the optimal size right yeah but uh, i was gonna say get the kids it'd be easier right yeah i guess you would think that but maybe the lurker is like you know it's more dense so it can survive or maybe does he mature or does he want to put a ball into little tim so tim grows up kind of like how mike did Not wanting to show up for the fourth movie? We'll see. (laughs) Is Tim back for the fourth movie? Bones has seen the fourth movie. I have not. (laughs) In the past two weeks. All right. uh, Leaving all these spaces in. Jody Ball (laughs) grows a blade and frees Mike. He gets caught by one of the robbers. Tall man tells Mike, uh, let me release you from this body. 
Tim uses the Jody Ball to decapitate one of the robbers. Mike takes the other one out with the quad barrel shotgun. That is the coolest one where it's stuck in the head and spins around. Mm -hmm. Pops it off. Everybody rushes down to help Mike. Rocky throws a spear through a... uh, Rocky throws a spear. The team pushes the tall man into the freezer. Mike wakes up, but he realizes his head is bleeding all this yellow goo. Tall man's head freezes. He, uh, it opens up and a ball flies out, zooms around, eventually takes a massive hole out of the lady robber's head. It's a pretty good shot. Hell yeah. It's like a perfect fucking sphere where her face should go. Mike goes to check his own head out. He peels back some skin, and we can see the outline of a metal ball. The effect looks really good. Mm-hmm. All right, this gold ball is still zooming around. Reg catches it with a plunger, uh, but a bunch <laughs> of spikes and, uh, uh, shoot out of it. Eventually, he gets it into the cold storage tank, which stops it. Mike shows up. He's all bugged out. He runs outside. Reg tells him to stop, but Mike says, don't follow me. Suddenly, Jody walks by. Reg asks, what the hell is going on? Jody says, he doesn't believe, uh, Jody says, don't believe everything you see. We'll be in touch. Turns into a ball and leaves. God damn, my notes are so fucking confusing for the end of this movie. But it's also just the movie itself. Like, none of this shit made any sense. (laughs) When I'm reading it now, because I watched this probably a week ago, I'm like, what the fuck did I write? Those are always the best, man. All right. It's a a good part of the show whenever you're like, what the fuck did I write here? (laughs) As I'm reading it, I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense at all. All right, eventually Rocky steals a hearse and leaves. Back inside are Reg and Tim. Uh, They look, or the camera kind of pans up, and you can see, like, all those metal balls are up there. Tim looks around. He comes back out to Reg, who's trapped by a bunch of these silver balls. Reg says, hey, dude, it's over. You might as well just save yourself. Get out of here. A door flies open. The tall man emerges. He says it's never over. A figure bursts through the window and grabs Tim. The end. Phantasm Three: Lord of the Dead from 1994. Dan, hit me with that research. All right, gentlemen, upon further research, Phantasm Three: Lord of the Dead from 1994, directed by one and only Don. Uh, estimated budget at $2.5 million. There is no box office information because it went directly to video. Uh, production did wrap in mid-1993. Uh, the distribution of the project was put on hold by Universal for almost a year uh, because they were debating on whether they, they wanted a theatrical rev- or release or a video release. 
uh, <clears throat> a very limited theatrical release in 94 in Japan and festival screenings in North America, Belgium, and Argentina. Uh, the, the movie went straight to video in 1995, was released May 6th of 1994. So a very weird uh, thing. Released there at the cinema that week of May 6th. You could catch Three Ninjas Kick Back. I don't know if that was... I think that was the second one. That's the second one, because the third one is like Highball Mountain or some shit. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Clean Slate with Dana Carvey. What was that, Bones? I think Hogan is in one of them, right? Yeah, he's in the third. You look at three ninjas, like, get the trilogy? Oh, dude, I had the VHS for the first three ninjas, and I would watch it all the fucking time. I know I watched the first one a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next week, the When that the one kid spray open. paints his mask, shit is fucking hard as hell, dude. White to blend in with the drywall? Fuck yeah, dude. This is so fucking crazy. All right. Uh, this movie was shot in 45 days. I don't know if you could tell. Sorry. I've, I've, I believe that there are four Three Ninjas movies. Oh. So there's Three Ninjas, and then Dan, you're correct. Nin- three Ninjas Kick Back appears to be the first sequel. Uh, I said that. Well, he's... You can, you can have a crime. I'll do credit. I, I thought Dan said it was the second oh, one. Fine. What's the third one? Highball Mountain. Highball or eyeball? No, it's like fucking Mount Ball or something. What is it, Bones? The third one is called Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. Oh, Oh, shit. I don't know if I ever saw that one. Fucking wrong on that one, bitch. And then finally, you have Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Just and crazy, and gentlemen. Because high noon is, you know, your favorite the time. Best of time day. to fight. Yeah, the b- best time to have a duel. And that's the next box set. <laughs> Fuck. No. Don't quote me on that. Uh, two of the Don's children did make a cameo appearance in the orphanage scene. He left uh, them there. <laughs> Gave the lady $300 to take care of him. Dan only has three ninjas at two stars. Do I? That's brutal, dude. A lot of those I've seen, I haven't seen in a very long time. Did you watch it with your child? I I couldn't tell you. No, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched three ninjas. All of the sequels are on Tubi, but the original is not. I think it's on Disney. Don't you hate that? Mm-hmm. I do hate it. Uh, the dream sequence where Reggie and Jody rescue Mike from the tall man's lair is the first time in which the four main actors in the series, A. Michael Baldwin, Reggie Bannister, and Bill Thornberry, and Angus Scrim, are all reunited once again on screen for the first time in 15 years. I didn't know this was a Baldwin movie. 
Universal changed the title from Phantasm 3 to Phantasm Lord of the Dead for the theatrical test released, feeling that the general audience had forgotten the name Phantasm. What? An alternate ending was filmed, but not used. Reggie and Tim travel up to the wild regions of Alaska. Reggie digs a small hole in the ice, and Tim places a little case containing the tall man's gold sphere inside. Uh, Reggie puts a metal plaque over the hole and seals it. The plaque reads, here lies the tall man, rest in peace. Reggie then says, now all we have to worry about is global warming, and he, they walk off. <laughs> oh, that's fucking Shit. weird. <laughs> and that's all I got, gentlemen, for research. It's like the Phantasm end of uh, It's like the end of a Seagal movie. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I wrote this 20-minute long thing about how the world is shit. Yeah, there you go. That's all I got for uh, Phantasm 3. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Kron, I'll start. I think I'm going to end up at a 3.5 for Phantasm 3. Uh, I still think it's it's still got some fun entertainment value to it. Um, but like Dan alluded pretty repetitive you know i know that that's the bread and butter of of the phantasm series the mausoleums the kudas this sort of stuff but there's not enough of it there's not enough deviation for me uh in terms of um the story growth that you get is so minimal and it's not in your face. It's not to say that the Phantasm movies have been uh, uh, straightforward, right? There's there's some confusion to all of them. But this one asks way more questions than it gives answers for a sequel, I feel like. Um, no issues with performances or anything. I think Tim is a... I mean, this is a positive. He's not an annoying little kid like tag along. You could sort of question what was the whole purpose of adding another child to this. I think you could have switched some stuff up to to justify that. But I think the kid sort of delivers and is fun and not annoying. Um, the addition of Rocky gives you some interesting diversity, which is cool. Um, I think Don, he is... In the the same way, you know, Raimi is trying to torture uh, Ash from Evil Dead. I think he's trying to make Reggie sort of repent for being a horn dog. So you need something there, and that's an interesting choice with Rocky. If I'm, hey, I would maybe switch this up, and actors' availability wouldn't be an issue. I do think I prefer the uh, actor who played Mike in the second. And I would say instead of trying to bring Jody back, which again makes even the dream within a dream erasure seems more confusing. 
Why not Liz? Why not Liz be the other ball that maybe breaks out and seeks him out and you get some sort of projections with her since we set that up in two. But overall, still fun. Not not as fun as the previous one. So 3.5. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Not as not as good as one and two, in my opinion. Um, I feel like Dadon got what he wanted with Jody and Michael coming back, but then I feel like he didn't really know what to do with them, and that's why we get Tim and Rocky. Which, like I said, no problems with their characters. I think they're cool. I think they could have gone different ways to get there. A lot of confusion. I watched this twice and I was still like, oh, oh yeah, I totally forgot. About, like, okay, what the fuck was that? Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a 2.5 for me. It's not as fun as the other two. There's some, like I said, like Bone said, there's some good shit there still. There's some cool kills. The brain and drain is are always fun, so you can't go wrong with that. Uh, yeah, I like the, they explained the balls. I think that was cool. I thought they could do a little more with that. But, yeah, man, a 2.5 for me. Um, I'm looking forward to see what they do with four hopefully uh we get a little better outcome all right guys phantasm three lord of the dead um i mean just to echo a few points from the both of you i would agree with bones that i don't think any of the performances here are bad and i do genuinely like most of what the characters are doing like i think Reg's stuff is pretty good. I think the additions of Rocky and Tim, like, are fun. They bring a lot to the movie. But at the same time, I kind of would agree with Dan that, you know, I feel like Don Coscarelli entered this with, like, hey, I've got the original Tim back. I've got the original Jody back. But for a majority of the movie, he just kind of writes them out of this. So it's. It is kind of like, what is the purpose of even bringing them back to not have them in two-thirds of the film? You know, it just kind of seems like he wasn't really sure how to tie it all together. Um, Ultimately, I think the biggest sin of this movie is just that it tries to pack so much into an hour and a half. Like, I would imagine that the original cut of this is way, way longer. Um... And he kind of had to like parse this thing down. Um, ultimately, I do think the finished product is kind of confusing, right? Like he builds up a lot of questions in one and two. And I think those questions are like interesting and they're fun. But by the time you get to movie three to have not answered anything and to continue to pile on the confusion, it's just kind of. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, I'm like, where's this thing going? Because um, right now, it seems like it's not going anywhere and just kind of spinning its wheels. Um, 
I don't think the movie is bad, though. I think I would ultimately come down at a 3.0 on this. Like, there is a lot of fun, but I don't know, man. You can't just... You can't keep creating more confusion and expect people to stick through it. I mean, I know this series is like a cult hit, but I could see why there was a question of do we put this in the theater or do we just release this on video because it doesn't fill in any of the gaps of one and two. It just adds to nothing really matters. Like this is spiraling. Um, It's just going to be confusing and heady, but I don't know. It's a mixed bag for me, but ultimately I would be a 3.0 on this. Yeah, the revelation that Mike has a ball in his head is so massive that it 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 doesn't need to be a one for one necessarily, but a little bit more information, whether it's maybe a little bit more into the power of the tall man. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Or how they're connected. Yeah. Or, you uh know. I really feel like they were trying to establish like maybe he was going to be a good tall man against good against evil, like kind of on the same level, but it feels like it kind of goes there a little bit, but they kind of abandoned it. I don't know. Wow. I never even considered that. I mean, it does. Cause that in itself raises the question then of like, why is Jody's ball? not under tall man's control. You know what? Like if Liz was a, a brain and a ball inside of Liz, but she was from like the good sect, you know, and, and he, he's been trying to avoid her finding him or whatever. I don't know. That is interesting because I feel like in a lot of this sort of storytelling, you do get, you've got the big, massive, supernatural, powerful, evil force. And then at some point, your heroes meet the also ancient good force, right? That That's hanging on for dear life and, and needs heroes. Mm-hmm. And our heroes have still just maintained as a, a group of people in a CUDA. So... Maybe this is a bridge. Maybe that gets us to four, which answers that a little bit more. And yeah, because the way he kind of exits the movie, both of him and Jody are kind of like, all right, I feel like we'll see that again. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, but four. I mean, I feel like even after I watched one, it was kind of like, well, maybe two will answer some of the questions, and then you get (laughs) through two, and you're like, well, maybe three will, and it's just. I feel like we're going to keep kicking that can down the road at this point, and it's going to get increasingly heady and less, you know. Yeah. Everything is going to get more abstract from here. And I think one of the reasons I liked two so much was that it, it, it felt like a bridge, right? You were going to get them fighting back. They were going to be on the road. There was a little bit more reveal, not as much question, not as many questions. You know, 
But to me, this really does feel like you bring up a good point that was this thing two hours long and then he, he cut it. But anytime Reggie and Mike are on screen, it doesn't feel like they had a whole lot of time together. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's it does not feel like Mike is remotely anywhere near them when they're at the campsite. And then even when he leaves, all that feels shot separate. Hmm. We'll see. Phantasm three. We got to continue, right? We're gonna watch all five of these things. I, so yeah. Did have we punished the listener by not actually having any real good uh, assessment of the movie until the last twenty minutes of the episode? Nah, that's what they tune in for. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's what they deserve. They'll be like, man. There's a lot of good fucking jizz jokes. They get into a serious Nolan conversation there in the middle. And oh, that, then, all that got cut. We've we <laughs> we seem to have hit all of the I'm not cutting it. I'm not cutting it. Uh I'm I'm gonna be far more lazy this year with the edits. Uh we've been, we've I feel like we're hitting all of the white guy podcast tropes. We've already gone through the what is this show? This show sucks. Kron's been real negative to the people that listen unnecessarily. Uh, we're having the on mic. Should we just end this fucking thing already? So. Welcome to five day rentals. Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to push beyond and find new tropes that. <laughs> Should we all, uh, you know, fight each other on camera? <laughs> Well, we already got a frisbee challenge to do, so mm-hmm. I've already we'll got the there. frisbee put together. That's what I did on the pee break. I think yeah. if you guys got another, I think we could fight. What? Because you think Dan and I would serve no competition to you? I think I could take both of you. Yeah. No, it'd be a storyline like WWE. And I brought or a AEW. knife. No, you can't have a weapon. You've no, I have a knife. I got. A, I brought a knife. Well, I got a steel no. chair. I got a ladder. Well, I can't have a knife if we're doing WWF stuff. Exactly. All right. I brought a bag of thumbtacks. Nice. I'm gonna body slam your bitch ass all over him. No, I'm gonna. Is cr- you guys are gonna be climbing up Dan's ladder. And I'm going to throw that steel chair and knock Kron off of it onto those thumbtacks. And then I'm going to fucking elbow splash after you well, hit the fucking you're gonna, thumbtacks. You're, you're going to grab the belt and you're going to be hanging there like Carradine. And then I've <laughs> got it off by the neck. <laughs> <laughs> and then the pay-per-view is going to have to go to black because... They can't show that. It's pay-per-view, man. You can show whatever you want. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. I could drink yeah. it. That's the end of the Raw episode oh, that then yeah. cuts into. If you want to see this, you better pay forty nine ninety nine now. Right now. goes directly to five-day Or wait six weeks and watch it on Peacock. <laughs> All right. Kron, do we let Dan do his thing? Should we get out of here? Yeah, let's get out of here. 
Hey, if you're on Apple and Spotify, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. It helps us bring the show to more people, which helps with world domination, which is our main goal. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on threads. You can follow us on Letterboxd. That's where you'll find the list of all the movies that have been covered here on the Five Day Vernals podcast. You can find some of our friends' lists that have been cloned. You can find a Bones list that's been cloned as well. Check that out. Uh, if you really want to fuck with us, there is a invite to Discord on every episode that drops every Wednesday. So join that and you can really see what happens to the week on Five Day Rentals. But other than that, brain and drain. Brain and drain. Brain and drain. It's a killing machine.